Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello, everyone. (laughs) Hi, George. Hey, George. We we should have uh, put, like, little bits of uh, Katie wailing in between those. Aww. That <laughs> no. definitely, that did actually kind of pull on my heartstrings just a little bit after having, uh, we dedicated yesterday's episode to Stan, which was a nice uh, little little tribute that we all kind of talked about our experiences early on, things like that. Uh, and yeah, Katie definitely was not, not, a, not the most, you know, happy and cheery she's ever been, for sure. Understandably. Yeah, yeah. Uh... But yeah, so th- thanks, thanks, Dan, for giving us a good intro there. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So comics. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of cool ones there, this week. There really were. Uh, on the note of Stan, we'll start with uh with the with the Marvel stuff that that he uh you know helped pioneer into the world. Uh, we had uh the launch of the new run of Uncanny X Men, which was a really fat like I think it was either six or seven ninety nine, but it was like an eighty page or a hundred page issue. It was crazy yeah. big. It was big. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, you mentioned yesterday, uh and it's worth mentioning again, there's a little free uh companion to the comic, um this particular comic that we have downstairs on the free rack, which uh kind of gives a little bit more backstory and character stuff, I think. Yeah. What's going on with them? Gives you the lowdown, even though uh, you were mentioning that uh, they 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 did you a favor of uh, like labeling everybody as they come into the. Oh comic. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian had noticed <laughs> as he's pulling through that they uh, they do make it a little bit easier for first time readers. So if you if you like X Men as a concept and you want to check them out, it's a good time to start. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up. I haven't read it yet, but gotcha. And then also uh, Fantastic Four number three, which has been getting. Like, really, really solid creative work on it. Um, Dan Slott's been writing it, and he's been having a lot of fun. Sarah Pacelli, who is a really seriously awesome artist, had done a lot of the earliest Miles Morales stuff with uh, Bendis over at Marvel back in the day, and is now bringing her awesome artwork to the Fantastic Four. And then I guess while we're while we're doing Big Two, we might as well knock out DC. I don't know if you've got any more Marvel to throw out there, by all means. I did not. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, there wasn't a lot of... Um... Marvel out this week. There was a there was another uh, Spider Geddon oh, yeah. vault of the spiders. Oh yeah, out. yeah. Part two of that one came out with the crazy anime Spider Man and all this. Yeah, fun stuff. Jumping over to DC, uh, the first issue of Wonder Woman that with G Willow Wilson came out this week. I did not realize that. I yeah. need to buy that. <laughs> I, I really want to read it, but I'm behind, and I I don't know if I can jump into that without reading the witching hour and gotcha gotcha <laughs> you know i would imagine that they gave i mean at a guess obviously i haven't read it yet but they do a pretty good job at giving new creative uh teams especially writers a little bit of room to to you know have a tiny bit of space between what's come before although they would probably they'll probably mention at least something that's gone on just we'll have to see we'll uh, yeah. we'll update because we were both really excited about this one coming out yeah kind of flipping through it it looks like they jump into a nice new one cool that's kind of nice when that happens. Also, DC, we have Catwoman number five. 
from the wonderful Joelle Jones. And I was doing so good at keeping up at that one, but I, <laughs> I'm behind again. <laughs> her artwork is so good. I'm just, I'm opening it up and in the first couple of pages, people are getting syringes stuck into their necks. And she, she had done famously the, uh, the lady killer kind of like uh, Don Draper's like wife if she was a serial killer on the side. <laughs> From Mad Men, I guess. Never, sorry, if you haven't seen Mad Men, that that reference will fall <laughs> flat. But uh, Betty, which I have not. Yeah, it's just, it's so. Anyways, she has a really awesome aesthetic for uh, drawing really badass women in really action oriented situations, and so obviously that is perfect for Catwoman. The last one I read, I think she was like falling out of a window. <laughs> well, she's a cat, so she'll land on her feet. <laughs> um, I had really really big finale to a series out this week that I. I've unabashedly been giving a lot of attention. Mr. Miracle, number 12, which <laughs> one of the variant covers is just a picture of Mr. Miracle holding out the blackness of the cover, and otherwise all it says is Dark Side is, which if you have been reading or know anything about it, that's a very uh, poignant way to end a comic book. Yeah, Dark Side's kind of just an evil bastard, and when they say Dark Side is, it's basically, it represents all the evil and terrible things that can exist in the world, and it's just chalking it up to play like, oh, well, that sucks. Like, dark side <laughs> is dark. You know, that sucks. Can't, can't get away from the darkness. <laughs> yep. It was a really, really good finale, though. I, I cannot, cannot express it enough that this was one of the best comics DC has written in a long time. Yeah, I really need to jump back into that and just read it from the start. Uh, Jen just did that mm. uh, this last week. and Oh, you were I'd, mentioning? Yeah, I'd walk into the room and she's just mm. weeping. <laughs> My goodness. Tom King. He's a he's oh. a wonderful writer, but he's very mean sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. As she stated, she hates Dom King. Yeah. <laughs> Yet she continues to read his in, work in the sense that she absolutely loves his stories, right? But. And then hates how he, he twists the knife <laughs> into the heart, you know, at the perfect moment. You want to throw that one out there? Comics, comics. Yeah, that was. <laughs> You know, I, I had forgotten about this one completely. And I then it too. came in and I was like, what the heck is this? And then uh, I just kind of flipped through the thing <laughs> just really quick. And there was there was this great panel on one of the stories. It's, it's basically a bunch of short stories that are uh, written by like stand-up comedians. And that's why it's called Comics Comics. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, among among them, Patton Oswalt does one of the stories in this. I would expect no less, right? Right. It, it is a great story about uh, living in Hollywood, and it, there's a great story about uh, high school politics <laughs> and uh, being a, a, a social justice warrior. Oh yeah, is a, is a great one at the end. Lady uh, confronts Brian. this uh, really racist old guy that's yelling at the the greeter at the grocery store, and it's a really fat comic book for four ninety nine. Yeah, there's like, a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of comic in there, which the only one I didn't really care for was uh, one called uh, Poop Knife. <laughs> that sounds, um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's basically these two guys uh, like hanging out at a movie. They work at a movie theater, and one of them's like, "Hey, I've got a great idea for a movie," and then starts telling the story of of Poop Knife. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's gross and <sighs> savory. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I did just hear about an Arctic explorer. Somebody posted it in our thread the other day. Uh who used his own frozen feces to like cut his cut his way out of something I forget. But hmm. well, sometimes you gotta use a, what you got. It's a thing. <laughs> For what it's worth. Maybe maybe that's where they got the idea. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> might be. Uh and that comic was put out by Starburns Industries Press, which oh. is uh 
the uh, the wonderful Dan Harmon and yeah. and company uh, uh, led. And Starburns. Yeah, and, and Starburns <laughs> from the show. That show being Community. If anybody's curious and confused at what Starburns Industries is, there's a character named Starburns that has sideburns in the shape of stars. Mm-hmm. And he and is appropriately called Starburns. For the life Starburns. of me, I can't remember what his actual name is in the, <laughs> I in don't the, remember in the show. But he screams it out every <laughs> once like, in a while. I have time. a name! Oh. <laughs> well, it's no. Dino Stamatopoulos in real yeah, life. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Which they, they put out... Uh, uh, what was the other one? It's uh, Hellicious. Hellicious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About the little girl welcoming people to hell. And then I think <laughs> the first one that they'd splashed in with was that Gregory Graves. Yeah, the Kill Your Heroes, which I, I really good. So <laughs> cool. Uh, moving on to image, we have no less than Murder Falcon number two. Oh, I was so bummed that I, I didn't get around to reading that one. You'll you'll love it. I, I they're I'm wondering if they're gonna start bringing like bringing the band back together issue by issue because in this one the bass player shows up and like they they kind of rope him into what's going on and without getting into it it's it nice if you like the first <laughs> issue it's only gonna get better from here like the first one was so just crazy yep yep <laughs> I went home last night with the full intention of just spending the night uh, reading comics. And then I just watched the John Leguizamo special on Netflix. <laughs> I heard that was good. It was really good. That's oh, awesome. Nice. Uh, we have Oblivion Song number nine from the team of Kirkman and De Felici, which I'll admit I uh, haven't cracked into the second story arc yet. Uh, they gave us a preview of the first story arc a long time ago, and like a long, long time ago, like months yeah. and months and months ago. That's, that's all I've read so far. <laughs> but here we are, and we're kind of in the thick of the second story arc, so... If you've been reading it, look out for that. That preview one that we got was was really cool. And yeah. then I sat around waiting for the ones that I hadn't read, and then mm-hmm. that came and went. And was... Right. And I think what we're <laughs> seven, eight, nine, three issues into the new story arc. Yeah. Which, I, we we have the trade, right? The trade came out for the first story, right? Yeah, I believe okay. so. Cool. That's one of those nice ones that Image loves to do, where it's 10 bucks for the first story arc, and then they, you know, it's not quite as cheap from there, but it's still, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I think the first trade was like, Five issues? Five or six, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Uh, We have Gideon Falls, number eight. Another one I'm sadly behind on. (laughs) It... I, it's so it's so quick. Like I'm almost mad that I'm caught up and and continuing to keep up because reading a story like this with more than just twenty pages at a time, it, it helps the threads stay strong with what's going on because there's like they jump around so much. It, not in like a jarring way, but there are you know three four different story arcs that you kind of get a little bit more of if you sit on it for a little while. Mm. But yeah, really really good. Won't get into the story, especially since the person I'm literally sitting across from says he's not caught up. I don't want to read stuff. <laughs> Do you have a few, few you want to uh, I, uh, One that I took home and read uh, was, was uh, Life is Strange, uh, which was a, this super sad story about a girl that uh, may or may not be like falling between realities. Hmm. And then I found out uh, from the, the girls that it was based, it's actually a video game. <laughs> right on. I'd seen they were uh, they were showing some like some special covers uh, that had um, the two main gals uh, standing with the pool of water kind of near them. Yeah, and like in the reflection on one of the covers, the the second girl was there, and in the other cover, like a vampire, she's not. So I'm wondering if that is that probably so, tying uh, in the So it all revolves around this big storm that blew through a town and okay. just destroyed uh, the town, including the school. Okay. That, that, like 
in one reality, only two people survived. Okay. And then you, you got to read it to find out. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> that, that reality hopping stuff is, is, always, is always interesting, the way people pull it off differently. Yeah, it, uh, it kind of caught me off guard because I, I think I remember reading it way back when I first ordered it, but then I, you know, like everything else, I yeah. look at 8,000 other comics mm-hmm. and I forget what the other <laughs> one, what it's about. But the start of it, it, it just seems like a little slice of life story okay. and then suddenly what the crap just happened. <laughs> gotcha. Because it, does it, do you think it would lend itself to people that haven't played the game to still enjoy it? I enjoyed it, and okay, I didn't cool. even know it was a game. Right, so. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that works. Touche. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of games, though, there was a God of War comic that just dropped. Mm, nice. That I, game's... I don't know anything about what timeline they're going with. He does have a, a beard like he does in the in the latest game. but Cool. I don't know. Somebody come and read it and tell me about it. <laughs> I've I've never played a single one of those games, but I've heard they're awesome. I I played the first one mm-hmm. way back when it when it first came out, gotcha. and then uh, Darian watched through the the gameplay of the the latest one, mm-hmm. and she's now begging me to buy it for her. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, let's see, do I have any video game comics? <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. Uh, I have a nice blast from the past comic. Oh, good, good. Uh, oh. So Rainbow Bright number two came out. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so it did. Yeah. Uh, sadly, it, it's it's not getting the greatest of numbers. I think it has mm-hmm. kind of the stigma of being Rainbow Bright. And they keep sticking the, the you know, the classic Rainbow Bright yeah. imagery on the covers. Which if they were trying to get away from that. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> nothing like the, you know, from what I remember of the old thing. Because I had, uh, you know. Uh, some of my cousins were girls, and they they did the Rainbow Bright and mm-hmm. the Strawberry Shortcake. And... <laughs> sure, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Shush. Your, your cousins and your girlfriend in Canada. <laughs> she goes to another school. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You don't know her. <laughs> uh, just kidding. It's, but it, yeah, it, it has. Uh, they they finally they introduce the the bad guys in this one, and okay. and she finds the little scepter of light or whatever it's called i forget what it's called mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's got a, a, a cool little uh like craig of the creek kind of the uh, two friends are like adventurers running around the woods playing <laughs> swords and sorcery and then all of a sudden she sees these big monsters stealing the color off her mom's car <laughs> oh what oh geez <laughs> bullies yeah jerks no but that's that that sounds fun yeah uh, Captain Ginger came out at uh, number two. Wonderful. That wonderful uh, space adventure with the uh, anthropomorphic cats. Because <laughs> how how could that possibly go wrong? Yeah. It, this one, it gives you more background into like how they came to be. Like the like the people cat? Yeah. The, okay. uh, I, I, I had wondered uh, about it in the first one because you have the fully evolved anthropomorphic cats. Mm-hmm. I can't say that word right, but... I think you got <laughs> and, it. And then you have just normal cats running around. Right, right. And they, they kind of exp- uh, explain that a little bit more on this one. And cool. it, it seems that they're actually on a ship that used to be run by people. Okay. And they were like experiments. And hmm. so there's a, a great scene where uh, they're all on like uh, litter duty. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the cats is all mad because he's on litter duty and like kicks 
kicks through a like a boarded up room and there's a toilet sitting there and he's like what the heck is this thing <laughs> <laughs> oh poor cats huh. yeah it's so much easier just to use a toilet no anyways that that sounds like a delightful comic <laughs> super fun it's been pretty good so far awesome a few to to, to knock out here Single issues wise, we have Cemetery Beach number three, uh, which has been really good. Uh, they keep they're going into describing a little bit more about the world now. Finally, oh nice! Uh, there are these outland people that exist outside of the walls of the city that they're in that have had these like crazy cancerous like augmentations made to their bodies. But hmm. like the main character kind of like rips one of their masks off, and the dude's just all weird and decrepit in the face, and is like, "No, huh. I feel great." <laughs> Nice. So it's like, okay, all right, there's so a little so bit of Mad Max time, kind of Good thing. time for me to binge read, yeah. get caught up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Dead Rabbit number two, uh, which I don't think either of us have read quite yet, but we both loved the first issue. I've got it waiting to sit at home. I just need to knock out like the like two dozen comic books that I've slightly fallen behind on just one <laughs> weekend, but who has time to do all of that? Yeah. Uh, and then actually jumping over to... Uh, to Quickly hopping over to, what is it, Boom, I think? Yeah, Boom, who has now started publishing a Firefly comic. And it was a really solid start. Um, it kind of is, it's in a weird little black hole of the timeline that I can't quite figure out, where it has all of the main cast members from the TV show, possibly like between the end of the TV show itself and the movie, but but as they were advertising it, they were saying that it was going to go back and tell the story of the Unification War, which is the kind of the flashback scene you see at the very beginning of Firefly. When yeah, I was all confused about that when yeah. when it came out and everybody was on it. And it, it's I mean it was a really cool first issue. Like they definitely set up a, a nice pocket of the timeline where they're going to kind of go into and just tell some more fun Firefly stories. And Greg Pak is writing it, who is a phenomenal writer. Like that guy is awesome. Nice. Uh, and then following it, uh, over to Dark Horse, but with a Joss Whedon theme, we got Dr. Horrible, a one shot called Best Friends Forever. In, in case you just couldn't get enough Nathan Fillion yep. comics. Yep. <laughs> that one was so, so adorable. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, oh man. So like, if I'm, if I didn't get it wrong, so Dr. Horrible and, um, Captain Hammer have like become friends, but yeah. like to the public eye, they have to pretend like they're not. No, they, uh. Oh. They they just they're just best buds. Okay, and uh, part of the way through, you you kind of accidentally figure out why. <laughs> okay, uh, so I started reading it a, a couple of times this week, but never found the time to 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 actually finish it. Even though it looks super delightful, the art the artist that they got for it captures Joss Whedon's kind of sense of humor really well. Yeah, kind of like with the facial expressions and things. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't, don't flip too far. Ahead. Yeah, you, no, you don't. Get that spoiler. It, yep. <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, and then the one that we've actually been waiting on for quite a while that we've kind of all been excited about is uh, Alien Three: The Unproduced Screenplay, uh, which has been brought to comics uh, from William Gibson's original script, um, adapted by an uh, artist named Johnny Christmas, who writes and draws. Um, and is generally a really awesome creator, so I'm glad to see that they had got uh, got him on here. Yeah, I did get a chance to to read that one too, though. It, did you like it? I I, you, I kind of wish that I would have waited until there was two of them out, mm. just to to read them both at once. But because uh, this one's basically all just story setup, mm-hmm. 
and then you get right to where things are going to actually start happening. Right, and right. Wait till next time. Thanks, comics. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> um, okay, weird, uh, weird kind of uh, alternate format one to mention before we're done with all the singles. Um, but uh, this is the terrible Elizabeth Dumb against devils in suits. Sorry, against the devils in suits. So not a mouthful of a title there. <laughs> um, this was published originally in uh, Espirito Santo. Where is that? <laughs> I, had, I thought I had looked at this before, but I don't remember that being what. Anyways, so uh, this was a foreign comic book that was brought over to the American market uh, by Image Comics, uh, which they love to do. And uh, James Robinson, uh, who is a really well-acclaimed uh, comic book writer, did the uh, adaptation into English for this edition. So Yeah. Uh, and it's not quite a f- magazine format. It's a little taller than a normal comic, but not quite much wider. Have you looked at the artwork in this? I, I flipped through it a little bit. Like there were, there were a couple of pages that were just delightful. Like it's definitely a super like non-traditional kind of a story. Uh, sorry, style of art. Like everybody's faces look like really squishy. <laughs> but, um, but there's certain, there's a couple of pages of just of action here that are just phenomenally crazy. Like, I don't know, just like that rock in the face on the bottom, right? Oh, wow. That guy's got a total, uh, What's what's that? Uh, the guy with all the cars. It was on uh, late night. Leno. Leno. Yeah, it's got that that Leno moon face. Oh yeah, he kind of does. Leno chin. <laughs> yep. But, but with a mustache. Right. Lots of uh, <laughs> lots of punching <laughs> and stabbing. Dennis Farina. <laughs> Anyways, so this was uh, this is a cool one. <laughs> I don't understand the but word it, you just. But said. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, like the the dad. Does some kind of deal with uh, with the devil or something, and promises his daughter to them, and then they come and collect, and she's like, "Eh, no way." Yep that that is that is the elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested in something a little off the beaten path, give that guy a shot. And that's a that's a one shot too, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's like it's huge. It's an oversized issue. It's five ninety nine, but you're getting you know like two comics worth of stuff. Yeah. You know, in in one awesome oversized package. Uh, and speaking of oversized packaging, not 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 a dirty <laughs> joke. We got the first Ooh. deluxe volume of Harrow County from Dark Horse uh, by Cullen Bunn and Tyler Crook. Which, uh, if Corey were here, he would say that he loves loves that comic book because that's usually what he says when it gets brought up. Yeah, um, but he was wh- he was gushing over it when I showed it to him. When it mm-hmm. came in. <laughs> and once again, Mister Bunn coming in for the landing. Um, but this is. Probably one of the more popular horror comics that's come out within the last few years, and he's finally getting the nice uh, library edition. So, if you like that comic book, or if you read it or borrowed it from a friend, now is an awesome time to pick up an awesome. I don't know. Seeing artwork from comic books like this, especially with artists as good as Tyler Crook being the ones that have the interiors. I yeah, mean, it's definitely like it's not like you know it's not the same as being on the single issue grind, but it is definitely a rewarding wait and get the trade in the oversized fashion and it is just yeah it's a super nice book it's for fun. like what is it 35 i think it's, it's between 30 and 40 bucks star course almost always does a not excruciating price point as when you compare like if marvel did this book it would be 50 or 60 bucks just so without a doubt so it'll it'll probably only have like a couple of those, right? It didn't go very far. Uh, I would imagine they're going to do two volume, uh, two trade volumes into the hardcovers. So I think it went like six. So we might have a total of three hardcovers. Mm, it's not bad at all. No, yeah. 
And that actually kind of wraps me up from what I had this week. Um, I didn't take a look to see what was coming out next week. Did you? I happened to do that the other day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, uh, we've got, got some pretty cool ones coming out. Bloodborne number seven. Yes. Drops. Woo. A lot of people are waiting for that one. Yep. Uh, Bubba Hotep number four. Yay. Oh, it man. It seems like that's <laughs> been like trickling out forever. Yeah, it is not. <laughs> Burnouts number three. Cold Spots. Another nice Cullen Bun one there. Mm-hmm. Cover number three. Yeah. Uh, Exorcisters number two. The second oh. Mars Attacks. I'm actually really excited to read the second Exorcisters. I really want to see yeah. how that keeps going. I, I'm interested to see how they deal with the little cliffhanger at the first of the 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 first uh, the end of the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it's just a delightful, funny comic. There's another uh, Scotty Young written comic coming out, The Middle West. Oh yeah, where uh, cool. There's there's some strange storm that's like calling out to this kid, and he's mm-hmm. going to destroy everything, and he's got to figure out how to how to stop it. I know next to other no, that's about as much as I know about the comic book. But that and the fact that I think a guy named George Corona yeah, is doing the art. He's doing the art. When I saw that creative team and saw the kind of general, like almost sci-fi kind of a feel that they were going for, I, I I've been looking forward to that one since I heard about it. Yeah, there was there was a little bit of a preview in in the previews. Oh, cool! <laughs> and so I got to read like a couple pages of it. It looked nice. really really cool. Very nice. And then West Coast Avengers number four comes out. Woo! I've got so many like restock trades that I didn't I didn't bother writing any of those down. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I had to filter through all the. All the ones that we already had to get to those. Mm-hmm. But come in. They're going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come in, why not, he says. Yeah, <laughs> come in. Come in and see us, why not? <laughs> I'll admit, I actually uh, don't have a whole lot more material to go off of this week. Uh, we That's could cool. uh, wrap it a little early. Sure. <laughs> so, hey, guys. Uh, what What is the best comics-inspired film? Ooh. I know. I didn't give you the, the question I, in advance today. <laughs> I, I know it's not a very good uh, representation, but yes. I've always enjoyed Tank Girl. Oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. It doesn't have to accurately represent the comic. It can just be a movie that was inspired by a comic that you really liked. Yeah. You know, I not to not to steal your to to steal your guy, but I think honestly, Dread is one of my favorite ones. Like Ooh. just they unabashedly got that movie right. Oh yeah, like so good. <laughs> like I mean, in it, I haven't. I'll admit, I haven't read that much Judge Dredd, but that movie felt like uh, without maybe being like that fan boots on the ground that has read a lot of them. Like it felt like they got that perfect. <laughs> and you know, the 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 first one really gets bagged on a lot, which I don't think I've actually seen. But uh, other than the the one fact that he takes his helmet off, which is just a sin, right? Right. But other than that, it is actually a really good representation of the <laughs> of the the early uh, the seventies comics. Cool. Uh, and then the, <laughs> Anthony Kiedis was in that movie. The yeah, near the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> he was his son. And then the the second one was just a really good representat- representation of the later ones. Cool. Hmm. I, there's probably a lot of superhero movies that you could go out and reference, but as far as ones that just are almost without a doubt, like just right, right on the money. I know that I like that one. Cool. What about, what about you, Jason? Oh, uh, comic book true, truists kind of, I think dislike the ones that I like. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a fan of the Watchmen movie. 
Uh, yeah, but me too. I get a lot I, of crap for that. Uh, my favorite's probably the crow, <laughs> which oh cool, yeah, yeah which is also <laughs> goes way far out there, but not, yeah, not really it was still a really good comic, movie. But it was a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> great soundtrack. Yeah, mm. like most comics, great soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps it up. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, George. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. like to contact the show follow us on twitter at au underscore radio facebook at au radio podcast instagram at au dot radio or you can email the show at podcast at adv you can also support this show and all the shows on au radio by becoming a patron of the au radio network find us on patreon as au radio at adventures underground you can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month thanks for listening